right, Aaron, here we are again. Another fantastic week of college sports. Uh, how was your week? Good week. Really good week. Bowl games have started, and so we're getting underway, and we're kind of getting in the real uh, um, flurry of bowls now. Absolutely. So the, we're in the meat of it. The, the, we're, on the, we're in the bone of it right now. That's right. And uh, that's good. I'm excited. How, so, how's, how are your bowl picks going so far? Uh, you know, I feel like I've pretty much nailed almost almost 30% of them. Yeah, I think you're around thirty percent correct. <laughs> so, so in you know baseball, that's pretty good. That's yeah. No, you'd be bet, you'd be a hall of famer. Yeah, absolutely. So, so and I, I think honestly, when it comes to, I feel like when I pick a game wrong, that's not my fault. That it's the players and coaches' fault. That's smart. Yeah, that's right. Good. Blame others. Yeah, it's not good. me. Yeah, it's not, not me. You. It's that's me. that's that's the Christmas spirit. This <laughs> is not my fault. Why don't you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. Enjoyed it with the, the daughter Isabella and my wife Randy and a bunch of family members and, and um, got them some great gifts and they got me some good gifts. This is one of them, a new USC sweatshirt, of course. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, fight on. Yeah, fight on. I got a new jersey to wear tonight for the bowl game and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. How about you? I had a great, great Christmas, spectacular time spent with the family. Uh, nothing better. Yeah. And yeah. probably one of my prized Christmas presents this year was this shirt that I'm wearing today, which is the Texas A&M University Javelins. Kingsville, the Javelinas. Javelinas. The Javelinas. What, now, that, wow, that's a, what is a Javelina? A Javelina is a little, a small little pig. Like it's a wild pig. A wild pig. And it's down in uh, Central South America. Wow. And, and uh, southwestern uh, United States, wow, Texas, Arizona area. Anyways, this is a brand new shirt. Yeah, as you know, I collect college T-shirts. Yeah, and you did. Yeah, and that that is obscure as it gets. It's a good one. <laughs> so D two, they're D two, D two, and okay. uh, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to be wearing this one with pride. Absolutely, pride. Go have Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if they have football. They, they, have, have, they have football. They, they have, have basketball. Football? Absolutely. Yeah, they're wow. D two. Wow, yeah, for sure. Havelinas. That's right. All right, so um, so let's get into what's going on this week. So we've had a couple of things happen this week. Um, one pretty, you know, kind of an interesting one, and then one that's a big, bit, bit more of a bigger issue for the school. Yeah. Uh, the first one is this uh, just announced today that uh, the Evansville coach named uh, Walter McCarty. Now, Evansville, as you know, their, their mascot, you know their mascot for sure. Sure, yeah. They are the – Oh, you're asking me. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, well, let me give you a little background before I give you that. Okay. Yeah, let me Google it real quick here. So Evansville, I feel like they would be – Evansville has to be like a like the charlatans. <laughs> They're the Purple Aces. Purple Aces. Yeah, yeah see, we're close. Yeah, I, I mean, I was in the same vein of, of royalty, basically. Uh, yeah, uh, right. That's what the Purple Aces is getting at. But I wonder – how some of these schools come up with their names. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know that one, actually. I, I just know that they are the Purple Aces. Aces. Wow. Interesting. So, anyway, so their coach uh, has been uh, placed on administrative leave pending a Title IX investigation. So, basically, what has happened, or here's what we know about this in, in investigation. We don't know a lot. Yeah. We just know that there is, that, that starting back in March 18, 2018, when he started working there, that there started, there were a lot of complaints about him as far as um, some type of sexual misconduct, uh, sexual harassment, those types of things. We don't know. We don't. That's all we know. Yeah. But he's been placed on paid administrative leave pending a Title IX investigation. Yeah. So my question for you, Aaron, is how how does what role would compliance play in this type of an issue, or would they play any role? 
Yeah, they can they can play a role. Uh, you know, compliance at universities are pretty high level entities. They they deal with the president, the athletic director, the Title IX coordinator. They deal with sensitive issues all the time. Title IX can impact student athletes. It can impact coaches, staff members. So we're there to maybe field a question. We're a mandatory reporter of abuse as well. <laughs> so we want to learn about the information, report it up, um, educate our student athletes on what Title IX is, what their role is within it, and mind your P's and Q's. Be careful. Don't sexually harass. Don't don't um, have sexual relations with somebody when they've been drinking. Things like that where it seems like they're common sense, but you want to let the student athletes and the coaches and the staff members know this is really serious stuff. Um, so we don't usually run the, the you know, investigation. We're not in charge of Title IX in a sense, but we help, you know, count numbers. We explain what Title IX is to people. We're usually, we're usually an entity or a group that is involved in those discussions because maybe somebody's going to be removed from the team. Maybe a coach is going to be fired. And so we're at least in the loop and giving a little education to it. Okay. Well, we'll follow this story. We'll see what happens. If more facts come out, we'll talk about it. But we thought since this is both a college and a legal issue, yeah. uh, we thought we'd kind of touch on it a little bit. So there's not a lot to be known right now. Yeah, yeah. Probably need to know more facts. But take the takeaway for anybody is, you know, uh, if you're an actor, be careful what you're doing, you know, obviously, and then treat people with respect at all times. If you learn about something, report it up. Don't sit on it. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to sweep it under the rug. Report it up, and um, and that'll hopefully keep things moving forward and, and as good as they can be. Well, and Evansville was having a heck of a season. They went into Kentucky and beat Kentucky yeah. at Kentucky at Kentucky in, in, in basketball. So, yeah, yeah, which is a shame, right? They're, an, like they're an NCAA tournament type team, and yeah. we'll see if we'll see what happens to them. Hopefully, they can rally around the assistant coach who's been yeah. appointed as the interim <laughs> interim coach while they figure out what's going on with Coach McCarty. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wish Coach McCarty and his family all the best. I mean, we don't know what exactly happened here, but uh, the stuff's never good, and uh, we'll see how it how it comes out. All right, now the bigger issue uh, is uh, is about what's going on with the TCU football program. Yeah. Now, TCU, Texas Christian University, you know their mascot. They are know, the, I actually do know this okay. and because I've been there before. Okay. Horn Frogs. The Horn yeah. the, the Horn the Frogs is right. Actually. Yeah, yeah okay. Horn Frogs. And, and the reason I know that, I've, I've been there. Uh, I've been to the campus. I traveled with baseball while I was with USC. They had a purple and then an ugly mascot. And I was like, what the heck is this thing? Looked it up and it's Horn Frogs. That's horn right. Horn Frogs. And that's what? cool. That's a cool that's a cool name. That's a good and name. I get it. That's right. You know what I mean? So their football program got a little bit of hot water this last week yeah. because it was found out that 33 of their of the football and men's and women's basketball players were working on campus yeah. and were being paid for work they were not actually working. Right. Uh, and so basically what happened was they got their their program's gonna be put on probation for a year. Um, and, uh, they, they, once they found out that there was a problem, they immediately self-reported it to the NCA. Yeah. They did an investigation. They proposed penalties, which mm-hmm. were most, mostly financial. Um, yeah. And, uh, they've got to pay the NCA a penalty, that kind of thing. So yeah. I guess first thing is, as we always do is what did NCA, what did TCU do that was wrong? Well, yeah. So if you have student athletes that are working off the clock, they're basically getting paid for not working. There's a problem. They have an extra benefit issue right there. Um, now, it's tough, right? Because the student athlete, when they're working, there's some bylaws on this. I mean, if they're working, their name, image, or likeness cannot be used, at least as the rule is right now. Name, image, or likeness cannot be used to promote any commercial services or products. So 
You couldn't have somebody that's endorsing some product on campus and getting paid for it. Um, they also have to be treated like similarly situated employees. And so if you have an intern or student workers that have these tasks and are paid at this rate uh, and do these functions, that student athlete has to be treated just the same. They can't be treated any different because of their student athlete status or their fame or their reputation. And then they have to be paid for actual work that they're doing. Uh, can't be paid off the clock or fake jobs, that sort of thing. And then there's two. So that's that's really what the issue is right there. They're paid for work. They're not doing extra benefit that they're getting. That, that's a problem. Okay. So the, the pen, I mean, this is serious penalty. Yeah. What, what does it mean for a school to be put on probation for a year? Yeah, if they're on probation. I mean, basically, if you have another major while well, you're under probation, you're like, you're basically on timeout when you're in probation. If you have another major outburst while you're on a timeout, we can really hammer you. You can have like treble damages in a sense. Like you can get really, really whacked. So, hey, you need to really mind your P's and Q's while you're under probation for this year. The total fine, according to uh, this ESPN article that we found, is is just under $50,000. I mean, that's not an insignificant amount of money. No, it's a, it could be a staff member, full-time staff member that they're losing. Um, so that is a lot of money. And, and now – you know, we can get into some of it now if you want or a little later, but we can get into some of the nuances of the rules and kind of how to monitor all this. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Why don't we go over that? We normally do a rules ed in our next segment. Yeah. So why don't we go over kind of rules ed of yeah. uh, these summer jobs that these players can, can get? Yeah. Because there's different types of jobs, right? There's on-campus yeah. jobs and off-campus jobs, and I assume there's different rules. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the takeaway is, look, they, they have to be paid for actual work. They have to be treated like similarly situated employees, interns or student workers. So treated the same and their name, image or likeness cannot be used to promote any commercial products or services. So those are the main takeaways. Now, off-campus employment is under the same rules as on-campus employment. When I was at USC, I was in charge of kind of monitoring employment. So what we did is we uh, reached out to the human resources office at USC and we had all our student athletes had a student ID number. And we were able to tie that student ID number to on-campus employment. And we get a quarterly report of everywhere they're working, who their supervisor was, how much they made per hour, how many hours per week they worked, um, you know, literally the name and phone number of their, and email of their current supervisor and the whole thing, how long they worked there when they started, that sort of thing, and what their status was actively. Then we would reach out with an email to every supervisor and say, hey, I know you were flagged as employing one of our student athletes. Sometimes they knew it. Sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they're like, well, I don't know. I just hired a student worker. I, he plays football. Great. You know, other times they fully knew it. But the bottom line is, just so you know, uh, these are the NCAA rules. So please read through these page one-page rules. Um, you can't use their name, image, or likeness. you got to pay them for actual work, treat them like everybody else, that sort of thing. And sign this attestation that you're going to agree to it and follow it and understand it and send it back. Once we get this, we can green light the student athlete to continue working. If we don't get this back, we're going to have to go to their, their their coach and say that they can't work for you anymore, and they get in trouble with their own sport. And so please get this back to us within a week or two, please. And we would get these back, and that, that's great documentation that you're educating these outside, these on-campus entities. How closely are you in the <laughs> compliance office following these players that are working? Are, are you looking at each of their paychecks? I mean, are they do they have to bring them to you? You know, that the, kind of thing. We tell them that they have to if we have an investigation. There's a reason to. And so when we reach out to these employers, a lot of times it's like at the library, it's on-campus cafe, places like that. Well, I assume with on-campus 
uh, when with on-campus work, it's a lot easier to monitor how much the, the yeah. players getting paid. Yeah, because we can look it up through HR. So HR will say, oh, they're getting paid 10, 15 hour for 15 hours a week. We can see that. But if the athlete's working off-campus at some, say, car dealership or something mm-hmm. like that, that's and that's set up through the school, that's going to be a lot harder to monitor, I would assume. Yeah, and, and usually those off-campus employment opportunities are not set up by the school unless it's through like an internship or through a class. Usually it'd be the student athlete just finding the opportunity on their own or hearing about it and then applying. That's what makes it scarier because what happens, we don't we can't really run that report through HR. And but but going back to the employment on campus, what we do is we look for trends. And if we saw five or ten people working at the same library, the same cafe, the same security office, we would then reach out and do rules ed to that group. Say, hey, hey, do you guys mind if we meet with you next week or a couple weeks from now? Just with all of your staff members, at least your supervisors, and give you a quick 10-minute rules ed on what you can and can't do with student athletes. Then they're all on the same page. Rules ed is a good balm to prevent violations because the student athlete now knows. The on-campus entity now knows what the rules are, what they can and can't do. And then we meet with the student athlete and say, hey, when they come and pick up their stipend check, we'll say, hey, we noticed that you're um, working at Levy Library, you know, the library on campus. Is that true? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Well, you didn't report it on your initial uh, forms. That's okay. Uh, but just make sure you keep us in the loop on what you're doing with employment. It looks like you're making uh, – well, sometimes I would actually ask them. I'd have the information in front of me and say, well, how much are you making per hour there? And we wanted it to match up. If they said, oh, I'm making, I think, 10 50 11 an hour, okay, that kind of matches with the record I have. Now, if they said, oh, I'm making 20 an hour, oh, I got kind of a concern now. 20 an hour, interesting, okay. Um, you know, and then we'd ask a few more questions. And then we might go back to the supervisor and say, hey, they're reporting they're making $20 an hour. Your report says 10 50 Are you guys paying them alternatively? Then we might have an investigation in our hands. That didn't happen too often. Right. But those are the checks and balances we do. And, hey, remember, these are the rules. You can't use your name, image, or likeness. you got to get treated like everybody else. you got to pay for only the work you do. So don't work off the clock. Don't work for, you know, um, you're just sitting around. you got to do it just like everybody else. Don't jeopardize your eligibility for employment. Well, with TCU, what was going on was the, where these players were working, yeah. and then they weren't clocking out. Yeah. So they would stop working, but they wouldn't, wouldn't clock out, so they were being paid for time <laughs> that they weren't actually working. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just like student-athletes breaking the rules, almost like breaking the law, like you're kind of stealing, or was some person on campus involved? I'll bet you that's what happened. Somebody said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll get you. I'll give you, give you a little extra money. I, I should know. When I played basketball, I played basketball for one year at a Division three school called Menlo College in the Bay Area. What was their mascot? Oaks. Oaks. Menlo College Oaks. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, Menlo College Oaks, D3. And uh, I was a backup Point guard, I didn't play that much. Yeah, <laughs> When it got to the college level, it, I guess it pays to be taller and more athletic. Okay. And I didn't know that. And I'm like, come on, man. You know. So then that's that's who, what I – Who knew? <laughs> who knew? So, but I got there. But we had a situation where we were offered employment at a racetrack. And I didn't know any better. I need money. And they're like, yeah, 20 bucks an hour. gonna Or 25, I think, an hour. We're going to go work at a local racetrack, San Mateo Racetrack, I think. And you're going to just do some stuff for – a day, you're going to help somebody move some furniture for a day. You're going to do some things. We're going to pay odd jobs for money. It's paid under the table, I think, uh, from what I can remember. Um, you know, so I don't know what the tax implications are or that, but it didn't make much. But it was a few bucks. But the bottom line was, people were paying us. I was actually working, but I remember there's a few people there. I don't think that they were actually working. I don't know if they ever showed up. They were paid anyways, I think. And so the problem, I think the takeaway from that is, it's as a student athlete, we didn't really know what the rules were. Right especially at the D3 level, and people are trying to give you something and help you out and you need money, you think, oh, I don't really have to do much and I get money. I'm going to go do that. But then at the D1 level, it's your, your career is on the line. 
basically for an extra few hundred bucks or that sort of thing. So these TCU athletes knew what they were doing. They had to know they were working off the clock. Well, it seems like TCU, the second that they realized it, immediately reported it. Which is a smart thing. Right. So that's good. That prevented them maybe from a major or a big problem there. So that's good. Uh, but that's on-campus employment. So one, student-athletes, if you're watching this, or prospective student-athletes, don't do stupid things. Don't steal. Don't take extra benefits. Don't work off the clock. Don't sit around and like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing what all these other people are doing, but I'm an athlete and I, they said I didn't have to. So I'm going to just look at my uh, Facebook all day or, or Instagram and then get paid for it. And that's cool. Well, it's not, if somebody's going to say something, you're going to get caught, and you're going to lose your eligibility, you're going to hurt the school, you're going to embarrass the school. So don't do that kind of stuff. That's number one. Yeah. Schools, administrators, you need to be making sure you're monitoring this. And I just gave you some examples of how we did it at USC. You might want to adopt the same kind of thing. That's the best you can do. Educate the group, educate the student-athlete, have everybody sign this attestation. Student-athlete and the supervisor sign the same attestation document. Compliance signs it. Save it electronically under the student-athlete's uh, electronic file. Right. And then if the NCAA comes knocking, you can say, well, they knew the rule. The employer knew the rule. We ran an HR report. If they're doing something illegal, that's not on us. I mean, that's just them going rogue. And so you need to pin it specifically just on that kid. Well, I have two questions because I know you have a lot of experience both at USC and at Oregon State. And Oregon State. Mm -hmm. Very different, mm -hmm. very different locations. Oh, yeah. Oregon State's in Corvallis, beautiful city, but very small. Yeah. Uh, whereas USC is in the heart of LA. Heart of LA. I would yeah. assume there would be different kinds of kind of off-campus type work. <laughs> yeah. And you'd probably be a lot harder to monitor at UC USC versus at Oregon State. Well, it's different types of monitoring because off-campus employment now has a new wrinkle. It's harder to monitor. What you want to do is that's self-reported usually by the student-athlete. We'd ask them in their initial forms that they sign at the beginning of the year, every year, are you working anywhere? And if you are, report it. Give us all the information. If you're not working, you need to make sure you let us know. And then when they come and pick up their monthly stipend check every month, hey, are you working anywhere? Do you get any new jobs, any new internships, anything at all, paid or unpaid? No, I didn't. Okay, okay, good. Sometimes they say, oh, yeah, I just started last week at wherever. Oh, okay, great. What's the supervisor name? What's their email? What's the sentence of education? We want here, sign this document right here. Remember, you can't do A, B, and C. Gotcha, gotcha, no problem. Uh, so that's how we would capture it. That's not great. And then when we'd find out we'd want to spot check and do off-campus visits. We would go, okay, it looks like uh, Intel is interning six of our football players. Let's do a site visit out there. Let's schedule it with their HR department, go out there. Hey, what, what are they doing? What, what's their job description? Are they really working here? Uh, do they really have a real supervisor? Are they getting paid for actual hours they're working? That sort of thing. Make it really we're taking this really serious. We're showing up. We're letting you know, here's my card. If you ever have any questions, make sure you don't use their name, image, or likeness, you know, uh, make sure they're actually, you know, doing real work, that sort of thing. So we look for those trends off campus. Now USC has multinational companies. There a lot of agencies. We did not let our student athletes work at sports agencies. We want to be careful. About that. that can be really dangerous. That's probably good. <laughs> yeah. So no sports agencies or marketing agencies of any kind. Now Oregon state, the, the concern there might be like small mom and pop, car dealerships or restaurants that have ran by a booster that went to Oregon state and they're a super fan. They said, I, I would love to have a whole basketball team working here. They don't really have to do anything. I'll just kind of employ them. I'll pay them 40 bucks an hour and they work an hour a week. And that's me kind of helping the team out. And that person doesn't know the rules. So they don't think they're cheating. They think they're helping poor college students. The student athlete thinks yeah, I get paid a bunch of money. Nobody really knows about it. I don't even have to tell my compliance office. I can go, this is great. So let's say they don't tell the compliance office. It comes out. I always tell student athletes, social media is the devil that's going to out you at some point. You're going to go somewhere and somebody's going to see you working there, take a picture and go, this person's there. It's going to get around on social media. That's going to get back to us. And then you're going to get in trouble because we built it in as a team rule 
that you had to be honest about your current employment uh, and that your scholarship can be reduced or non-renewed for breaking a team rule. One of the team rules can be not telling us that you were working. So you pin it on the student athlete. You let them know that up front. Hey, don't joke around. This can happen. You can lose your scholarship be kicked off the team. Let us know where you're working so we can educate those employers. But then you got to go out to those small mom and pops and say, hey, I know you're trying to help. I know you're this and that. You know, Oklahoma's had problems with this. you got to pay them for real work. Um, that they're actually at the going rate. So that's when I, at the going rate. So they can't just hire two football players and say, this is real work we're having them doing. And we're not using their name, image, and likeness. And the going rate is $100 an hour. Would that be the going rate for anybody you would hire in this job? Well, no, it's not. It's just for these student athletes. Not good enough. Would you have these <laughs> meetings with these off-campus, whether they be mom and, pop, mom and pop shops or major companies, would you have these meetings in person or would you do a group? Yeah, in person if we could, if it was a group of people working there. If it was a one-off or one student athlete worked there, we'd probably do it by email or by telephone and then follow up with an email. But we'd do it by group if there was like six or eight student athletes working. And there were trends where we would find the same couple of employers like to hire student athletes. So you got to be careful of those entities and make sure they're not giving extra benefits. They're not using name, image, or likeness because it's very easy, right? It's very easy for them to say, hey, why don't you just give a shout out on social media or on our company website? Say, hey, I'm Chuck, I'm Chuck Smith, uh, BYU football player. Come try our products. Now, problem, right? And, and so you got to be really careful of that. So that it becomes education, reasonable monitoring, and an attestation that they sign that you keep on file. On campus uh, employment, we have a higher burden to monitor it because we can control it. Get it with your HR department, track all the employment, get with your student athletes at least monthly. Are you working? Have you gotten a new job? Because what happens is they'll get a job a couple months later, forget to tell you. Right. But that build that in as a team rule. And that way, if they didn't tell you, like, and you find out it's on purpose and they kind of hid it from you, they, you could reduce or terminate their scholarship or breaking a team rule. So there's things like that, checks and balances. That's really about the best you can do. People are going to commit frauds intentionally. Work off campus, lie to you, keep things sneaky, break laws and rules. There's really not much you can do. Um, and so, but this is for us to try to build it to where it doesn't become an institution problem. It becomes a one kid problem. This is kind of a kind of a silly question, but I just am curious. What about kids who, you know, who may be interning at a big company or something, yeah. but they aren't getting paid? Yeah. I mean, is there are there any rules or regulations for people who work? Because, you know, when you're getting in the compliance world, for example, you, yeah. you worked as an unpaid intern for a while at Oregon yeah. State. So as an athlete, would they be allowed to work, say, in the compliance office for not any money? Yeah, they can work for free, and that's fine. So they can be treated just the same as somebody, but they still can't use their name, image, or likeness. Sure, sure. Um, but they can work for free. They can volunteer. They still need to be doing the same, treated basically similarly. So what, what can't be is they go, oh, now they have access to unique things. Or they have all kinds of perks that aren't available. They need to be just treated the same as any other intern or volunteer. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but basically it sounds like the biggest thing is with these summer jobs or off-campus jobs, just get in front of what the issue might be. Yeah. Yeah. You'll notice that there's a theme with that, with employment, with extra benefits, with agents, with violations. Heavy rules ed on a regular basis. Documentation through attestations and written documentation you keep on your computer, and reasonable monitoring. You can't be everywhere all the time. You have a staff of three, four, five, six people. You can't be everywhere. But reasonable monitoring, spot checks, checking with your student-athletes when they come to get your stipend checks from you. If you have a school that does automatic deposit stipend checks and you don't get in front of your student-athletes, you need to find a way to get in front of them once a month. Right. Go to their team meal once a month and ask the coach, hey, coach, you mind if we get two minutes of your, uh, your staff's time? We just want to give two reminders. 
if you don't mind. Um, and, and if your coaches are pushing back on you getting any kind of minutes with their team, that's going to go to head coach responsibility. Then you say, well, hey, coach, uh, this is the kind of stuff you want to allow to happen and document because if we have a problem with the NCAA and the NCAA comes knocking, we say, well, we couldn't get in front of the students because the coach didn't want to spend two minutes with compliance. That's going to end up falling on the coach. The coach is, that's going to, what are the ways you're going to have a, uh, one of your contracts? If you're a coach watching this, terminated. You can lose games and get terminated, but you're probably going to have a buyout. A lot of coaches have that. You're not going to have a buyout if you committed major violations. Right. It's just going to be terminated. That's the most serious thing that can happen to you. Don't take compliance lightly. Don't try to treat it as like, oh, those are the cops bothering us. Some of the best compliance offices in the country also have some of the most successful teams. Ohio State, in my opinion, is one of the best compliance offices in the country, and their football team is one of the best. So and basketball they, teams. And basketball. And so they go hand in hand. People always think that, oh, if you have a really strong compliance office, it means you're, you're at a disadvantage. Absolutely is not the case at all. Um, so something to think about. Okay. All right. Well, that was a pretty good rules ed. Yeah. Section. Yeah. All right, Aaron, that, that was a really good rules ed section, I thought. Yeah, it was good. Employment is an issue that comes up a lot with a lot of schools, and it's one of those common areas of problems. You want to know all about it. You want to know the rules on it and how to monitor it, how to prevent violations. Yeah, really good. So uh, that rules ed section, as it always has been and always will be, was brought to you by Welch, Brennan Green, a, a Portland area law firm. Yeah. We specialize in doing workers' compensation, personal injury, social security disability, and college sports law. Yeah. So what are some of the things that we can do for colleges and, and uh, both universities and for students in college sports? Yeah, we can offer consulting services for a flat rate fee that we come up with. We can tailor whatever the needs are in writing, and maybe it's something small, some one-time project, maybe it's a larger scale issue. It could be investigations, it could be anything a compliance office would do, or if it's a, if you're a student athlete and your scholarship's been reduced or not renewed, we can help with that appeal. We can help educate coaches. We can help schools defend against NCA charges, do audits, that sort of thing. So we can tailor whatever their needs are. We'll write it out, come to an agreement, figure out a flat rate fee and or an hourly fee or however we want to do it, and 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 help them out. That sounds really good. Uh, best way to get in contact with us, contact with us. Give us a call five zero three two two one zero eight seven zero. You can also email us at college sports attorneys at gmail.com or skelly at wbgatty.com or yeah or a price at wbgatty.com and we'll help you out. Absolutely. When you give us a call, make sure to ask for either Spencer or Aaron because we're the only ones that do college sports law here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Aaron. Well, that was a that was a good a good episode so far. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've been hitting on uh, really common issues that that student athletes, coaches, administrators need to know about, be aware of. Um, and and we've seen it. We've went. We've we've scaled back a couple of times where we've given a rules ed, and a few weeks later, some school has that exact issue. Right. And we've talked about it. And so I guarantee you, TCU is not going to be the only one. Probably in the next few months, there's going to be some other school that's going to have student athletes um, having employment problems. Yeah. Can right. happen. Well, and uh, so this last week, our, our bold pricks, bold predictions. I'm doing pretty well. I'm at about fifty percent. You're yeah. not doing as well. Yeah. Which I. It's not my fault. 
right? Yeah. I, that's the student athlete's fault or the coach's fault. Yeah, yeah, blame other people <laughs> yeah. for sure. So one thing that we do need to talk about real quickly, I uh, don't want to spend too much time on it because yeah. it's painful. Yeah. But BYU lost its bowl game, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl, yeah. on a last-minute touchdown from Hawaii. Heck of a game, 38-34. Uh, BYU played well, played tough, but we just lost it in the end. When that football player for BYU dove into the end zone, spun around, did he cross the plane with the football or not? A thousand percent he did. I think so. Of course, I'm biased. But I, so it's a touchdown. I think it should have been a touchdown. They called it a fumble. But, you know, you can't you can't blame the refs. We had a lot of opportunities to go up. We were up 34-31. We had, we had the ball with four minutes left. We should have should have salted that game away. So I'm going to say BYU won that and was jogged. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. That's your, that, those are your words. All right. Well, now, now we have... We've got some more bowl games here. Yeah, we do. We do. <clears throat> so we've got a, a lot of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, we have a big one tonight. Big one tonight. Friday night. Friday night. Well, right now, going on right now, even as we speak, mm-hmm. is the new era pinstripe bowl. Yeah. Michigan State versus Wake Forest. I know you know Michigan State's mascot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wake Forest. Demon Deacons. Demon Deacons. Two for two. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. This is the big bubbles. Okay. I know the big bubbles. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, and I know 95% of the small. You know, 95%. I think you caught me on one or two. Well, so far I don't know if statistically <laughs> that quite works out, but well, you know, we'll give you the benefit yeah. of the diode. Yeah. So, okay, then today, this afternoon, starting here in just a minute, yeah, we've got the Oklahoma State uh, Cowboys, Cowboys mm-hmm. versus the Texas A&M Aggies. Aggies, oh, yeah. man, you are just demolishing. Yeah, this I won. I know. All, I told you. I've been this studying. Is, this is the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. So, uh, who do you got in the, in the Oklahoma State Texas A and M game? Uh, what are their records? Do you know? I, I don't know. Uh, I think I think they're Texas A and M. I think they're maybe six and six. Oklahoma State, I think, is maybe like eight, right in there. eight and four. Who's favored? Who I say? think Oklahoma State's favored. I'm gonna go with Texas A and M. Okay, you're going for the upset. Yeah, okay. definitely. All right, then 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 at five o'clock we have your USC Trojans. Yeah, fight on. Versus the Iowa Buckeyes. No, Hawkeyes. 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 Right. Hawkeyes. That's what you meant. That's, that's what, what you I meant. misspoke. But Hawkeyes. So, who do you got in that game? So I'm USC because USC kept all their staff around to defeat Iowa. They're okay. going to defeat them. Uh, I think it'll be a close, uglier game, but they're going to win by 10 or 17. And then there'll be staff changes coming in the next week or two All right. Uh, for USC. But USC is going to get them tonight. All right. Now, then, and then, by the way, that's going to put them at nine wins. If Alabama loses their bowl game, Alabama only has 10. So Alabama only beat USC by one game. And then they play to start the season off next year. Yeah. All right. Now, tonight we have the Cheez-It Bowl, which is the Air Force. Uh, Air Force Thundering Herd. No, Falcons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, in in some respects, if you think Falcon and, and Thundering Herd, it's the same. It's a, they're not the same. Okay, versus the Washington State Cougars. Cougars, you know that yeah. one. Okay. Who do you got in that game? Cougars. Cougars. A big? big uh, not, yeah, I would say the Cougars went by a 14. All right. So Cougars are pretty good, to be honest. Their record didn't show. They're better than their record. They're a decent team. They're going to win tonight. Okay. Uh, now, tomorrow, Saturday, we've got some really big games. So to start yeah. off the, the day, we've got the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Yeah, Cotton Bowl. That's Cotton Bowl. New Year's Six, right? It's New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Um, we've got the Memphis. 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 Uh, they're blue. They are blue. Tigers. And great, good. Tigers, good. Versus the Penn State. Nittany Lions. There we go. Who do you got in that game? 
I got Penn State in that one, but USC beat Penn State in the Rose Bowl. I was there. That was one of the highlights of my career at USC. I saw the ring from it. Uh, but Penn State is a really good team. I think they beat them by 17. Memphis lost their coach. Their coach mm-hmm. went to Florida State. He's not going to be their coach. Yeah. I think uh, that's big time Penn State. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we've got the Camping World Bowl. We've got the Notre Dame Fighting Irish mm-hmm. versus the Iowa State. Cyclones. Cyclones. There we go. Have I missed any you haven't, this well, whole season? I don't. You Maybe one or two. I don't know. Well, of the big I, bubbles, you haven't missed them. <laughs> okay. Of the little ones, you're not as strong. Not, I'm, I'm, be honest. I'm like 90%. Not, right. Well, no. you have like 50 <laughs> Okay, so who do you got? Notre Dame, Iowa State. Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to play big. Notre Dame's, again, a pretty good team. I think they're going to push them around. They're bigger. They're stronger. More athletic. Better players. Notre Dame's going to win. All right, now we've got the two uh, college football playoffs semifinals tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. These are big games. Yeah. So Oklahoma and LSU, who do you got in that game? LSU. LSU's really good. I think LSU's going to the national championship game against Ohio State. Okay. So I think that uh, Oklahoma will play good. They score some points, but they're going to get beat up by the bigger guys on LSU, and I think lose by 17, something like that. Close for a while, then yeah. LSU pulls away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and also Oklahoma's losing has lost a couple of their players. The, the suspensions that we talked about yeah. last week were upheld. Yeah. Uh, okay, then Clemson, Ohio State. You already said Ohio State. Yeah, I think Ohio State wins that. They're they're by far better. I think Clemson has been getting the benefit of the doubt of an easy schedule this year. They they looked weaker this year. Um, easy schedule, played some close teams. I, I bet you Ohio State really rolls them. All right. I'm thinking by twenty. I actually think Ohio State is going to lose that game. Really? I think it's going to be Clemson, LSU in the championship. Ooh, okay. So we're, we differ a little bit. Yeah, we differ. Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous, though. Dangerous. Well, you, you, pick I hate, I hate pick to pick against Ohio State. I know. Well, I hate to pick against you because you're doing so well in the Bulls. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I mean, when it, when it gets to this level, the big bubbles, I never miss. You never miss. I mean, it's yeah. almost 100%. You'll see. I, I pretty much would guarantee most of my predictions will be right. Okay. All right. Well, we'll check on that okay. next week. Right. Okay, on Monday we've got a we got a bunch of good games too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first game to start off is the Western Kentucky. Uh, I I do know this one, the Western Kentucky Cyclones. No, Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. Yeah, I almost said Shockers, but that's Wichita. You would have still been wrong. Yeah, I would have okay. been wrong. But <laughs> because I was because I almost said something else wrong, it almost negates this wrong. Okay, versus the Western Michigan. Western Michigan. Blue blue Wolverines? No, they're not the Blue Wolverines. <laughs> they are the Mustangs. Oh, uh, nobody knows that. Well, I do know that. Uh, so <laughs> who do you got in that game? I would say Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Okay. I know those coaches. They came, Some of them came from oh. USC. And they're the Broncos. Excuse me. I, miss, I misspoke. They're oh, the Mustangs, see, that, that's, see, I you feel like I might Broncos. have said Broncos. I can't remember. You didn't say Broncos. Oh. I, I misspoke, and I'm okay. embarrassed about that. So, we're, so none of us are getting We both today, got it wrong. So yeah. you said uh, Western Michigan in that game. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we got the Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Mountaineers. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Oh, I fucking knew that. That's, that's, a, like, that's a big bubba. There's you, another Bulldog out there. There are a lot of other Bulldogs. Fresno State. Fresno State. You didn't know that. I did know. You did? Uh, then versus the Louisville. Slugs. No. Well, no, Louisville Cardinals. Cardinals, there we go. Yeah. Uh, and who do you got in that game? Mississippi State, Louisville. <sighs> Mississippi State. Big. I think Mississippi big. State wins that game big. Yeah. SEC. SEC plays good in bowl games because they got good players. That's right. They got a lot of big players. That's right. And Louisville, I think, just – I just – I don't know. I don't even know how they got the six wins. I watched them play. They're just – Yeah. They're not, not as good this year. No. Um, the, uh, then we've got the Red Box Bowl. That's uh, one of my favorites. The Red Box Bowl. we got the California Bears. Bears, Bears versus the Illinois – 
Fighting line. Fighting line. Fighting line. Who do you got in that game? Uh, Cal. Cal yeah. is much improved. Okay. And it's going to be a tough game. I don't think they win it close. Or they'll, they'll win by 7 or 10. But Cal gets it done. The Pac-12 is going to look good in both seasons this year. Okay. Uh, we've got the Capital One Orange Bowl, another New Year's Six mm-hmm. Bowl that evening. Uh, this is the 30th uh, at Florida versus Virginia. Who do you got? It's a tough one. Florida. Florida, okay. You're, you're going against the, the fighting Bronco Mendenhalls in Virginia. The who, the, yeah. The who's. Yeah, I feel like Florida has years. that cachet. Okay. Gators. Tuesday morning, we've got the Virginia, Virginia, the Belk Bowl, Virginia Tech versus Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, Vatek. Okay. Vatek. Then we've got the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Florida State versus Arizona State. Arizona State. Arizona State, big, I think. Big. Yeah. Okay. AutoZone Liberty Bowl at 1245 mm-hmm. on the 31st. The Navy Midshipmen versus the Kansas State Wildcats. Who do you got? Navy. Navy. Navy solid. All right. Now, here's, here's, a, here's a good one for you. Yeah. We've got the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. Yeah. We've got the Wyoming Cowboys. Cowboys. That was with the loss for there, by the way. <laughs> that would have been that would have been a good school. Yeah. Versus the Georgia State Mountaineers. Not the Mountaineers. Uh, Thundering Herd. Not also not the Thundering no. Herd. They're the Panthers, I believe. Um now then we who do you got in that game? Georgia State. Georgia State. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going with a bit of an upset. <laughs> yeah, they are. Georgia plays big in bowl games. Just like Utah used to. Just like you well, yeah, Utah State and BYU lost. Yeah. You said you predicted both of those. Yeah, games. and I feel like you who's Utah playing? Yeah, well that's the next game. Oh, next game. So Georgia uh so Utah the Valermo Alamo Bowl, mm-hmm. Utah and Texas. Who wins that game? You, uh Texas. Oh the Texas yeah, the upset. Yeah. Utah doesn't play big in big games. They play two ranked teams this year. They played USC. How did that work out for them? Loss. And then they played ranked Oregon. How'd that work out? Loss. Right. And then they play ranked Texas. Loss. Okay. So Utah is big in small games. All right. All right. Then we got the uh, January 1st. Uh, we got Minnesota, the Outback Bowl, Minnesota versus Auburn. Auburn. Okay. Auburn's getting it. VRBO Citrus Bowl, Michigan, Alabama. No. This is the weird game. The loser of this is going to have a ton of heat on them. And the winner is going to be seen as like in a better light. Um, I think Alabama gets it done. And Michigan's going to just be kind of in a funky spot. All right. Uh, we got the big game of that day, I think, is the Rose Bowl. We got Oregon versus Wisconsin. Who do you got? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin wins it. Here, here, you know, the thing is, Oregon is going to – they don't play well in bowl games sometimes, in, in neutral site bowl games. But fantastic at, at Autzen, and okay in the road. Um, but they're good. they're a little thin. They're not as good as they used to be. I think they're going to play a tough game, a good game. It's going to be a close game. But I think Wisconsin gets it done by seven. Okay. Thursday, January 2nd, we're now into the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, Boston College, What's their mascot? Boston College Eagles. Eagles, there we go. Yeah. Versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Bearcats. Bearcats. Bengals is their, is their <laughs> yeah. NFL football. He hadn't clarified which sport we're talking I'm sorry. We're, ta- we're, we're, <laughs> oh, we're now always I talking know. college. Sports. I got you. Okay. So Bearcats, just like Willamette, as you know. Yeah, well, we went to law school there. That's right. Uh, who do you got in that game? Boston College, Cincinnati. Cincy. Okay. It's like no problem. No problem. Huh? No. Okay. And the last game that we're going to talk about today is the, is the Tech. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Indiana versus Tennessee. Who do you got in that game? 
Tennessee. 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 SEC. Going with the SEC. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's all the games mm-hmm. upcoming. Now, we, we take the game. We take this episode on Friday. Yeah. You may not be listening to it till next week, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, these, so, so some, these will some, happen. some of these will have happened, so hopefully we are correct. Yeah, I know that we will be for the most part. Okay. 95%. All right, and then January is going to be kind of a fun month, I think. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, college football winding down and, and then college basketball winding up. Yeah, yeah. we got basketball coming up. Basketball's a lot of fun. Football will be passing. I think we're also – you know, maybe we're going to look at seeing uh, if we can get a few people that are out in the industry involved in our podcast in some manner. Yeah, I think that'd be really great. You know, because how do you keep yourself relevant and, and better? You always tweak, turn, tweak, turn, and get better. So I think there's things we can do to take this podcast a little further. All right, let's do it. Let's see if we can get a couple of people on this yeah. podcast, do some interviews, and yeah. talk with some people. Yeah, I think that'll be fine. We'll add a little wrinkle to this. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a wonderful uh, new year. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, fight on USC yeah. tonight. Oh yeah, and uh, hopefully we can. Uh, hopefully this will be another great week. See you, everybody.